Welcome to Charter Central, a podcast for education leaders brought to you by Central Michigan University, the Center for Charter Schools, a leader in educational choice and quality options. My name is Orlando Castellan, and I'm here with my two colleagues, Megan Brown and Janelle Brzezinski. Hi, guys. How are you doing today? Wonderful. How are you? Doing well, doing well. And Janelle, we are going to be having a conversation um, at, at this podcast with the administrator from Countryside who was the 2021 Innovation and Vision Award winner. Tell us about Correct. the uh, Innovation and, and Vision Award. Yeah, absolutely. Something we started a few years back um, as a part of our annual conference that we hold at the end of each summer. Um, it was really a way to celebrate our schools. Um, we know everyone's doing outstanding work, um, both you know from an innovation standpoint, just from the quality of programming and partnerships that they're providing opportunities to their students. So as a way to celebrate that, we welcome schools each year to submit um, specific projects they're working on or about their education model or about community partnerships that they host through their school. Um, I'll share a little bit about that. We pick finalists and those finalists present at our annual conference to their colleagues from across the state. There's a vote that takes place and then we select a winner each year. So really look forward to this episode every spring where we get to talk with the winner of that contest. Um, we've now hosted our first winner were the Flex Tech High Schools um, out of Brighton and Oakland. Um, we had Renaissance Public School Academy um, and Countryside Academy. So um, really um, appreciative of Sarah Brookshire from Countryside being with us today. We also just recently um, introduced who our finalists will be for this August um, at our annual conference that's coming up August 23rd in Novi. Um, so the finalists for this year will be Jalen Rose Leadership Academy, Quest Charter Academy, um, Insight School of Michigan, Macomb Academy, and Summit Academy North. So we will have five finalists presenting that day. Um, really excited to hear about all the great things that were happening. We had just the highest response ever um, to the proposal phase of this contest for the upcoming year. Um, so really happy to see all the great work our schools are doing and encourage everybody to come out August 23rd in Novi um, for our conference to hear about this, this great work and looking forward to having Sarah share a little bit more about um, what led to, to them being chosen in this past year for, for this honor. That's right. And it's not only an honor because they won the award, but they actually win the award based on voting of their colleagues. Isn't that right, Janelle? Absolutely. And that's what it's really, really a celebration of um, being recognized by by your counterparts across the state that are doing the same important work that you are doing every day. Um, so it makes it even a little bit more special um, to be recognized by those who, who truly understand um, the impact your work is having in your communities. So um, excited to have Sarah um, with us today and excited to see who the winner will be here coming up in a few months. Well, stay tuned for a conversation with Shara Brookshire, the administrator at Countryside Academy, located in just outside of Benton Harbor, Michigan, who was the 2021 Innovation and Vision Award winner. Welcome to Charter Central, a podcast for education leaders.
So we're excited to be here with Sarah Brookshire, the administrator at Countryside Academy, who was the 2021 Innovation and Vision Award. Countryside Academy and their mission suggests that it'll inspire students academically and socially to become productive citizens by using a high quality educational experience, utilizing fair based activities. Uh, Sarah, can you share with us a little bit about what the fair-based activities are and help for our audience kind of explain how Countryside um, uses the fair approach to help incorporate um, agriculture into the learning of kids at Countryside? Yeah, so I'll explain what fair means. That's F-A-R-E, food, agriculture, renewable resources, and environment. So that's what fair stands for. And we strive for that K-12. And depending on the grade level of how fair looks, um, our K-5, sorry, our K first grade building um, has a garden and a chicken coop that we use to meet that fair theme. And then our second graders to fifth grade have a fair class. It's kind of like gym and PE. It's a special, and the teacher, classroom teacher is also required to attend. Um, that class. We have a fair teacher, Kathy Hallecker, and she implements those fair themes throughout um, the school year with those second grade through fifth graders. And then uh, sixth grade also attends that as their kind of science class with Kathy. And then seventh and eighth grade have their um, advisory hour that the fair theme is met. Actually, our middle school Um, Science teacher is also an ag teacher, so she can incorporate some of those fair themes with the other English and social studies and math teacher. And then luckily our high school kids can can take an ag class. Um, There's ag leadership, there's fundamentals of ag, biology, um, zoology, and botany are some of those classes. And so most at the main campus here, that is second grade through 12th grade, we have our ARC, which is our Agriculture Resource Center. And it's a barn pretty much that has the two classrooms for the high school and the second through sixth grade. And we have a greenhouse. We have a a barn area that's housing pigs right now, um, farrowing crates that we birth the, the sows in. So big open campus and with 100 acres here, we also have nature trails and we have two ponds that um, are part of our curriculum and our program as well. And Sarah, you, um, you, you know, mentioned how unique of a campus that is. It's certainly been a part of the community for many, many years, um, founding, you know, a couple decades ago. Um, Can you share a little bit more too, just about the unique nature of how the school started? Um, I believe it was, it was some parents that had a vision for this. Can you just share a little bit more about, about how the school came to be and how long you've been in the community? Yeah, so we know farmers, they like to get together at lunch um, in between their field times. So a group of farmers had kids, school-age kids, and they were in public and private schools, and they were kind of just began talking about how they were unhappy with the opportunities that their kids were having at the time. So they got together, they put in all the hard work and started Countryside, and that's where the FAIR theme came from, is a good core group of farmers or people in the ag industry as well. Um, and that's how Countryside transpired 25 years ago. 
So you mentioned that the idea of the school was really birthed by the community. So how have you all been able to sustain the relationship with the community? And do you have any programs where you're connecting with community partners or other farmers or giving back to your immediate neighbors? Yeah, so luckily some of our board members are still the founding, we're the founding fathers per se of a countryside. They're still on our board. Um, we are located out in the country. So we have our board president, George McManus, his farm is nearby. So our kids get the opportunity to uh, go to his farm and harvest, you know, tomatoes and cucumbers that they bring back here and can um, as well. We have a good relationship with our Berrien County Farm Bureau, especially through our FFA program, a good relationship with them. Uh, they come here and use our facilities for meetings. They are good donor donors to our FFA program. Um, we co-work together during fair week. So they have a booth. Farm Bureau has a booth at the fair and our student FFA students help run their booth. Um, so good relationship with Farm Bureau is, is a good example of what we have. And Sarah, you mentioned FFA. Can you expand? It's certainly a, a wonderful organization. I'm sure many of your students are, are involved in that. Can you expand a little bit um, specifically on that and some of the other agriculture activities that your students are involved with even outside of the classroom? Yeah, so FFA used to stand for Future Farmers of America. It's not what it stands for anymore, but that's what people know it as. So our high school students can take the FFA class and be part of the club during the normal day. But then there's also a lot of work that these kids do outside of the school hours for FFA. Some of the examples that our FFA kids um, have are the chicken broiler contest that takes place in the fall. So usually within the first week of school, we get these little baby chickens that the FFA kids are in charge of. Um, and at the end, they take these chickens to the con FFA contest. And it's not just, I mean, they literally take the live chicken and they walk out with, a, you know, the chicken wrapped up and <laughs> ready to be eaten, unfortunately. But part of that process is the kids have to create a report. They have to weigh the chickens. They have to weigh the feed and do all this documentation from the minute the chickens arrive until they go to the contest at the end. It's also a very similar process um, for meat rabbits that takes place in the winter. We get these nice rabbits, they take them to the contest in the end is the rabbit becomes a piece of meat, unfortunately. Um, but we have kids in the FFA program that don't like that, but they are part of this public speaking, the uh, FFA Creed contest. So our kids go to Michigan State and participate in these other non-animal related opportunities as well that develop them as leaders um, that are more, help them in the long run. You know, they don't have to go into education or sorry, into farming in the end, but it helps them become better public speakers or in general, things like that. <clears throat> So with such a unique design for your curriculum, how do you integrate the core content areas into what the students are doing with the FAIR theme that you all have? Right, so like I mentioned previously, um, we have the FAIR class that is for second through sixth grade here at the main campus. And in, you know, traditionally you go to gym class, you drop your kids off and you go back to your class, you're planning time for a teacher, but we require the classroom teacher and the fair teacher to work together. So the fair teacher is teaching, the general classroom teacher is in that classroom, but she's observing what that 
parent teacher is teaching, she's also getting the content and then they work together how they can incorporate into the math or the writing. If they go back, if they're learning about chickens and they go back to the classroom and could write an essay about chickens in general. Well, I think this, this all sounds fascinating. And, you know, having had the opportunity to visit your school multiple times, you know, I, I have a better understanding of what you guys do, but for our listeners out there, they may not understand you guys are located on the outskirts of Benton Harbor. Um, and many times when folks think about a FAIR program or an FFA program, they might think about a really rural community. Can you talk a little bit about uh, the students you guys draw into your schools, how many different communities you draw from and what that demographic makeup looks like? I think it's amazing that you guys are essentially teaching these kids what it looks like to go from farm to table. Yes. So about 95% of our kids live in the Benton Harbor zip code area. A lot of those of those kids are from inner city Benton Harbor. So we are four miles out from 94 here. Uh, and then we have a large growing population of Hispanics as well. So we, when I first started at Countryside, I think we were like 7%. Um, now, 18 years later, we're about 20% Hispanic as well. And then we have, you know, also a Caucasian population too. So we're quite diverse. Um, our kids, when you first talk about that, like you're way out here in the country and it's like, well, it's only four miles from where you get gas and, and Bob Evans there. So it's, it's not, but we also have hundred acres for them to explore and, and learn on as well. Um, Sarah, can you share a little bit more? You have qu quite a diverse range of programming that you offer students to even outside of the focus on agriculture, like we've been discussing. Um, one of them that's been mentioned before is your aviation classes. Can you share a little bit more about that from a STEM perspective of what the students learn in those courses and the impact that you see um, across their subject areas there? Yeah, so aviation is one of our CTE programs. Um, it's a started with our, our the teacher that teaches that Fred Frazee just started launching rockets. And then when drones became popular, we worked into drones. And then just this month, we purchased our first airplane that is can fly. It's housed at the airport here locally and in a hangar. So we've grown over the 25 years with this program. And the last three years has really become a CTE program and really focused on um, aviation. It is a two-year program. At the end of it, the kids can take their written pilots test and, and, you know, hopefully pass that successfully. We had three girls that graduated last year that are beyond their solo flights because um, they're doing their hour flight hours by themselves. So we have a room, a large room that has uh, simulators so the kids can practice um, on the flight simulators. We do have a model airplane that the kids can take apart. So it's not just also focused on flight and becoming a pilot. It's also airplane maintenance and then air, airport management. So those are the other two prongs of the aviation program that they focus on. So the kids with our new airplane that we purchased this year will begin hopefully this year yet. We'll get off the ground and get some time in the air um, with a licensed pilot and get that experience. Because a lot of our kids have yet to even be in an airplane. So our kids are really excited about that. So you mentioned uh, the growing CTE program that you have in aviation and, and obviously with agriculture as well. What does post-secondary look like for your students? I'm sure, you know, over the 18 years that you've been there, you've seen a lot of graduates cross that stage, but what does that next phase look like for them after they graduate? 
Right. So I'll use Selena Robinson, um, for example. She's actually the, the student that created our award-winning video for us that we won last year. She received a full ride to Delaware State. And I mean, full ride, everything and a, an awesome USDA uh, internship program. So she's actually just moved out to Kansas from Delaware for the summer for our internship program out there. Um, I did mention those three students that um, are working on their flight hours. Some of them are going to go into um, airport. I'm uh, sorry. <clears throat> they're going to they will go into uh, airplane man, uh, maintenance. Airplane maintenance is where those kids are, are leading to. A lot of our kids do not go to college, but they do try to find those trades related to that. And they come back and they tell us, you know, I, I took the aviation class and I learned a lot in that or hands-on activity ac activities I did in the class that are helping me in my current current workplace and job. And same thing with you know farming. We in the ag program, they have built sheds and learned how to use power tools and how to use a tape measure, and so things like that that help them have a basic foundation here at Countryside that can transition into their workplace. One specific project that I, I always find interesting and would, would love to learn more about is you have a partnership with NASA um, over the years too. Could you share a little bit more in the details about that, how that came to be um, and what the students are working on with NASA right now? Yeah, so that was a partnership they approached us. And then it was nice because our elementary students were working with high school students at the same time um, during the fair elementary fair class and the botany class for the high school class. So they had to plant plants and they had to measure and, and do research based on that. They had to write a report and, and hand that off to NASA. That was two, two years, the last two years they've been working on that. And the idea is pretending to grow items um, off earth and how we can, how, how that can be done. Oh, perfect. Sarah, we really appreciate your time today. As, as we ask all of our guests, as we um, near the end of our conversation, um, being an education podcast and having you be a, certainly an education day to day, um, we love to hear a little bit more about a teacher that had an impact on your life um, during your time in school. I, I, th I would say my first grade teacher, Mrs. Harrison, she really, uh, I remember her, you know, I would always get done with my work and then she would always give me teacher like duties. And I think that's where I, where I came to education really. Um, she was a, just a loving person as a teacher. And I think that's so important that we have those relationships with kids and do that first. So then we can make a bigger impact academically with the kids. Well, thank you, Sarah. Uh, we want to thank Sarah Brookshire, the administrator at Countryside Academy and the winner of the 2021 Innovation and Vision Award uh, from Central Michigan University. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for all the hard work that you and the team are doing down at Countryside Academy. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you.